Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi podcast where two black millennials recap every episode of Degrassi from junior high to next class. Because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's jump in. We're back. We're back, everyone. Yay. We are back. Yay. It's us. Did you miss us? I mean, it's just been one week. (laughs) They've been dying without us, honestly. I know. A lot can happen in a week, though. Mm -hmm. It sure can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What has... Has anything major happened in the world in the past week? (laughs) Um... The Grammys happened. Right. The those oh my goodness, those earthquakes in Syria and mm, Turkey. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. Yeah. They got hit by very I actually don't know what's what's what the newest news is since yesterday, but yeah, um those have been really bad. Um Oh goodness. I just looked it up. Right now the death toll is exceeding five thousand. Yeah. Earthquakes these days yeah, are really, wow. really bad. They're terrifying. They, they're so scary. They're so scary. Like earthquakes of all of the natural disasters are the scariest to me mm-hmm. because like even though they don't happen everywhere and like to such great extent, there is still just like the reality of like you can't really do anything about them. Like they're yeah. like, you know, like there's no warning system really. There's no like. Yeah. It's just, it just, they just happen and they happen randomly. Yeah. You just hope that one doesn't happen. Yeah. 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 So. I, it's very scary. They, China was the first place I lived that I lived where there was earthquakes, like bad earthquakes, uh, mostly in the south of China. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. like there's like every few years, there's like a pretty bad one. And when they happen in countries where buildings are not always up to code, it's even scarier. Because the death tolls always rise. Yeah. And it's really fucking scary. They go up. Yeah. I've never experienced one. I've never lived anyone. Like, I know there was that one that happened, like, a few years ago, like, in the East Coast. And it was, like, not – it was, like, one of the few times that they happened. And um, I remember I was actually on my way to Paris, but I was, like, flying from D.C. to New York. Mm-hmm. And, like – they just like we wouldn't land like they kind of just kept circling and i was like why are we like not land it was like very weird everyone was like we we should definitely be landing right now like we see like the airport like and it wasn't until after we landed we found out there had been an earthquake so the planes were just not quite landing until they got the clear the all clear and i called my mom and she was like yeah (laughs) she's she sent me a picture she had this one little figurine on her, on it's like a tiny little figurine on her dresser. No, it's her perfumes. They had fault. Like, this has been knocked mm-hmm. over. And she sent a picture. She's like, look, the earthquake. I was like, it's like, I'm like you could have done that. Like, it, was she's it, like I need to be wasn't seen. that serious? And she was like, yes. It's like, this started. And like, my grandma was still alive at the time. And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, me and her, we just like ran outside. And I was like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. That is what you should go outside. Because yeah. our house definitely is not built earthquake proof. <laughs> right. But also, it was not that strong. It was like a little yeah. wobble. But yeah scary stuff i don't know how you manage that's really frightening um but yeah um but otherwise how are you doing lauren i'm doing well um this week is kind of like this week and next week are like the pre-semester 
meetings and lots of admin stuff, which because I mm-hmm. I haven't been working like full time, it's like, oh my gosh, things are getting crazy and it's not even crazy. <laughs> um, so today I was like, okay, let's let's try to get on top of some things. And then I feel exhausted and I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Got to get back to a full time because I haven't been in person teaching um, mm-hmm. since November. And like the past three years, I haven't had a full semester of being in person without any lockdowns and going online. So I'm like, am I socially like qualified to like be a teacher in person full time? And like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just, I, I've, I very much like, do I have the social skills? What are my social skills? Cause I'm like kind of getting freaked out. Like, I feel like most of us experienced this in, like, 2020 in the States, like, after, like, the big lockdown happened. And, like, we had to go back and, like, mm-hmm. re-socialize at, like, a normal capacity again. And you're like, I don't know how to do this. And you feel very awkward. I'm feeling that again. Yes. So. That's understandable. But, you know, it's, I feel like it's kind of like, um, like riding a bike. I think you'll get into the swing of things and. Yes. Become more confident that like, oh, no, I know how to do this. Yeah. My like first instinct. That anxiety definitely makes sense. Yeah. My like first reaction is is like the same feeling of like when you first go away to college and you're like around brand new people and you like have to force yourself to socialize. But it's like kind of hard. Mm -hmm. But you know that the end result is going to be good. And also this is Mm -hmm. happening at work. So I don't even have to really try that hard. I just have to be like work social, you know. Yeah, but even that just, like, takes a lot. Like, I used to, like, um, working in person, oh, like, I remember, like, uh, some mornings you just, like, got in and, like, I do not want anyone to speak to me right now. Yeah. And that's the day when everybody wants to talk to you, especially on a Monday and they want to tell you about their weekend. I'm like, I literally do not care what you did this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, literally. When I tell you that I would rather... I don't know, lick the bottom of Jake Gyllenhaal's dirty feet. Ugh, they are black. Then to hear about your weekend, <laughs> those, those feet are black. No, I can't even talk shit because the other day I was like, oh, he can still get it. So like, I'm like, who am I? To, who am I to say <laughs> You might be the one today? licking his feet, so. Who am I? <laughs> right. So let me just shut up. Well, before you shut up, um, how are you doing today? <laughs> 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 I'm doing all right. Um, I am. I am a little bit slow this morning, so so bear with me. I'm a little bit sleepy, um, but I'm okay. Shout out to Kara Berry. I was on an episode that dropped on Friday of Everyone's Business But Mine. So go check that podcast out. We talked about like recent pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. and it was super fun. Um, she is a very great podcast host, and we had a nice combo. So swing over there to give that a listen. Um, but so that was fun. That was a nice little thing to my my week. Um, what else did I do this weekend? I went to Jersey to visit my in-laws and that went really well too. Um, and uh, now I'm just kind of just hoping for the weekend. I just want to get through this week. Ain't we all? Yeah, I had a rough start to the week, so I'm like, uh, you know what? 
I want to throw the whole week away, honestly, <laughs> but I have to show up to work. Mm. So I'm just going to like. I feel that. Do my best between now and Friday. I feel that. Well, mm-hmm. I wish you all the best. Thank you. I don't know what my voice. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> it like got caught in my throat. I was like, "Thank you." Like I can't talk. I'm not dying. <laughs> As she sips her, um, her warm drink, she's like, "Thank you." I'm sickly. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Remember Marco when he was like doing that play? He's like, "Mama." <laughs> yes, in the bed. <laughs> All the gonorrhea going around him. <laughs> Baba, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Um, speaking of things, though, mm-hmm. what, um, who, what are my our lovely listeners who I'm very thankful for? Did they have anything to say to us? They sure did. So we got um, some good DMs this week and some good comments on post. Um, and let's see, let me take you on over. So we got a good DM from Patty and Patty said, Hey guys, I'm a couple episodes behind, but I just heard you guys mention boofing and seems I could help educate a bit. (laughs) I totally forgot that we talked about boofing. Oh, thank you. I'm happy. You know, our podcast is any is nothing if not a place where people will come to learn. Mm-hmm. Educational um, first. I would say we're an educational podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least, <laughs> at least when I did it, we would use a liquid and a syringe and get the stuff up the butt <laughs> to get the stuff up the butt. Not like a needle syringe, but the kinds that you give Tylenol to babies in. So it's a syringe without the needle. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually most people use water. Who's boofing with water? You mean like an enema? You could. Who's boofing with water? I guess, yeah. What's the point? To hydrate? Um, I mean, I guess to get higher. (laughs) What? Like, I guess just take an enema at that point. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah, usually most people use water, but you could also use alcohol or beer, which gives you a silly little buzz before the drugs kick in. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. are familiar with chugging, but alcohol. Oh, sorry. Chugging alcohol up the butt (laughs) uh, gets you extremely wasted. So for me, it was always an added benefit. Oh, okay. So boofing is when you add drugs into a liquid in the syringe and then like squirt it up your butt is what they're saying. Yeah, that's one way. I thought I was, I was assuming boofing was the same as butt chugging. Well, kind of in a way. Yeah. But I didn't know it involved Because drugs. technically like you, like the, they're, they're all just, Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking okay. about. Didn't I bring it up on the Coke episode? Yeah. I can't remember which episode I did. Now also, I- <laughs> listener, let's make the, I want to make it clear that we're not condoning any of this behavior. No, because we're Also, like, do not – we're educational. I'm not telling you go do this because it actually can be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason why the way you ingest certain uh, substances is through, is through the mouth 
so your body has time to absorb and slowly absorb it. You shouldn't just like straight straight to your bloodstream. That's very dangerous. So please do not listen to this thinking that we're we're telling you to do that. Do not do that. But if you're going to do it, it seems that if it's going to be drugs, do it with water or maybe like a light alcohol, maybe a liqueur. No, Lauren. (laughs) Lauren, no. Don't give advice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, I love to yes analyst podcast. I love to support you. I, this is one time I'm like, no, Lauren, no, Shh, no more. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just read what our listeners said. They said, anyways, hope you guys can read this on the pod and happy boofing y'all. Love Patty. It's a correction. No happy boofing. Okay. As someone who cannot endorse this behavior, I'm not going to tell you happy boofing. I'm going to stay purely neutral and I'll just say boofing. That's it. Okay. Well, we are not legally liable for any <laughs> um, harm that you do to yourself after listening to this podcast. No. So. Absolutely not. It's already dangerous enough that you're watching Degrassi through with uh, with us. <laughs> Listen. It's not good for your brain, but it's good for your heart. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's our shout out for this week. Awesome. If you have any other shout outs, hit us up at EWS pod and, and give us a little, a little, what's up, a little chit chat. Um, but if you are ready, Lauren, I am ready to jump into this, these episodes today. Let's get into it. All right, um, we are still in season six, episode sixteen. Love my way. I love that song. It's like one of my like go to like new wave when I'm just like, oh, there's like it's great. Actually, today it looks like it's gonna be overcast. Will it be? I might be playing <laughs> Love My Way today. Oh no, the sun's coming out. Gross. Okay. Yeah. Um. So synopsis: In an attempt to return to her pre-banting glory. Paige goes on casual dates with both Spinner, newly single Jesse, which makes and oh sorry, um, and newly single Jesse, which makes Alex jealous. Meanwhile, Snake isn't comfortable with Sean's Sean and Emma's level of intimacy. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> what a what an right. episode! Um, what an episode! This episode is messy. Um, so in our cold open, we're at Dylan's going away party. Everyone seems to not know the difference between Sweden and Switzerland. Um, I have a map behind me. I can see it. Sweden is in is Nordic. It's in the north, and Switzerland is in central Western Europe, right above Italy. Okay. So in case you're wondering, I was. Um, yeah, I have it right there. Um, so, um, ugh, see, um, I just told you about how I have elevated cholesterol and they were talking about baked brie and I was like, Ooh, I should make one. And I said, no, 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 you should not make a baked brie. I was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. I want baked brie. It's winter. I might make one. I might cheat and have a baked brie. Um, but Marco is definitely a bit anxious about Dylan going. He's calculated the exact distance from Toronto to Zurich, mm-hmm. which is a very normal thing to do. Um, Paige um, connects with Jimmy. She's like, I need a job. Like, listen, like, girl, like, I was doing marketing. So, like, right. granted, it was like a semester of marketing, but like, I know what I'm talking about. And they're like, bet, like, come work with us. Um, 
Ellie and Jesse are in the corner arguing at the party because Ellie doesn't want to do anything ever, I guess, and doesn't like to dance, I guess, or whatever. Um, yeah. They're setting that up to fail. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. Um, yeah, Ellie doesn't, like, give me dancing vibes. Nope. She's, like, she goes to a show and she, like, stands and, like, kind of, like, sways, but she's not going to, like, dance. Yeah, she's very much that. The anti-dancer, if you will. Which is okay. Um, my husband does not like to dance either. But he will. He will under the right circumstances, but he does not dance mm. ever. Um, but that's okay. Everyone's different. Um, Alex is talking to Paige. It turns out Paige is moving into the house. Um, and she's like, her her gig right now is like, listen, I'm like, I'm new year, new semester, new look, new page. Bitch. Um, I'm, I've been single for too long. I'm trying to get out there and play the field. Um, she's making eyes with Spinner. It's very interesting that she's like insisting that she dates a guy, which I'm like, um, (laughs) I know that's been something that's been established that Paige is hesitant to really call herself bisexual. And I I think in her mind, she's like Alex sexual. Like, oh, like I, I dated Alex, but otherwise I date guys. And it's like, girl, she's, she's gay for the stay, but only at Degrassi. <laughs> it refers to Alex. But only at Degrassi, it only for Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Gave it to stay. Um, I'm like, girl, listen, do what you got to do. I'm not. <laughs> like, I get it. I imagine it's difficult being in prison. You just want a warm bed to lie down in and be next to somebody. So you, hey. you want someone to make you that like ramen noodle cake. Like, and like... <laughs> Right. You want someone to make you like a prison love the, the Dorito like burrito bag, Dorito burrito in a bag, you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm already bi, so it would not be a problem for me. Uh-huh. But if I were in prison, I would like, I would automatically find a girlfriend. So I'm like, I need someone to fight for me. Like, I need like I. <laughs> yeah i'm I'm like god i got noodle i got noodle arms okay i need somebody (laughs) yeah i'm seeking i'm like protection i can't fight i need somebody like protection i need someone that's gonna like (laughs) i need a mouthy girl that like is gonna like yell and like verbalize verbally assault people you know because they're the scariest and i'm standing behind her like "Mm -hmm." yeah Mm -hmm." (laughs) yes She's got like a she's got like a, a few teardrops. She's got a few teardrops. She and then you can you can braid her hair. Cause if you could be oh, the yeah. braider in jail. I, I can do braids. Mm-hmm. Yes, and my commissary, but my, my, my books will always be overflowing bitch. Like yes. I will always have Fritos, okay? Like yes. listen, I'm out here braiding hair. What you want? Yeah. I got you. And you got like And if we're in a prison that's not like too strict, you get the extensions. I got you, girl. I can give you them singles. Like, ooh. Okay. You look good. Did you ever watch um <laughs> it's not locked up, it's like a Netflix um series about prison, like jail jailbirds. Oh, love it. Love Yes, jailbirds. Yeah, I have Okay. Seen that. So there was a I think I watched it. You guys came to my to visit yes. in Chicago. We watched it together. Yes. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, so there's Jailbirds New Orleans and Jailbirds the original. And I remember I believe it was in Jailbirds, like women that would get booked that had like braids and extensions in, they would like sell them <laughs> and then they would get re cuz like basically if it was on your it was if it was in your hair when you got booked, you got to keep them. Like as part of your 
self body. And so like you could sell them and then mm-hmm. like, so someone, somebody would come to be like, how much for those pink braid in hair? <laughs> like, and then you would find someone to take it out of that girl's head and then braid it into yours. But it was mostly white women that were buying the hair <laughs> to get their braids done. So it looked yeah. terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I would not condone that. That's why I see I haven't been wearing braids lately. I'm about to get my braids again this weekend. And now I'm like, I'm just going to keep braids in just in case I get arrested. Like, just in so case. I, like, just I look like, I want to look cute. Yeah, I want to like. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I don't want to look too cute. But I want to like. <laughs> you want to you be able to like target. snatch like, someone your up. ass beat. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have like little my little messy bun so I can look real. Yes. Yes. Fuck you shit up, but I can't fight for my life. You can tell. Look at my hands. They're so small. Um, so <laughs> my fists are like little. Um, so like I have little baby fists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and my nephew's fists are like the same size. Basically. Speaking of which, he started to learn how to slap people. He's only 11 months old, but now he likes to slap. How about so, some hands? <laughs> Come catch his hands. He's got the hands now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, we're at the core, and uh, Paige is swinging by. Um, she's a new manager at, at Squatchware, and she wants to put an ad in the newspaper, but they don't have any money. So she kind of brokers a deal with Jesse that, like, oh, like we can make t shirts for you guys, but then, like, as an exchange for ad stuff. And as we get, like, bigger, then, like, we can have, we can co sponsor events. Mm. So he's like, okay. And they shake on the deal. Um, but they're, like, cute, actually. Like, I think they look good together. <sighs> they have good chemistry. Paige is that girl. Like, obviously, if you're in a committed relationship, you shouldn't be jealous of anyone to come around. But, like, if Paige is coming around, you should be jealous. You should be worried. I mean, she's very, she's so much, she's very charming. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so charming that it's like, oh, okay, like. And she's got the confidence. She's got the comp- the female confidence, but also the female confidence of a white woman with, like, authority, which you can't beat. Yeah. She it's- was cheer captain. <laughs> she started the cheer squad, the spirit squad. She started a cheer squad that continues to to exist after she's graduated and is winning like championships. That's the, that's her legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paige is just, she's got that power that like, I don't know. It's like that, that uh, femme, it's like femme super power. That's just. She's alpha. <laughs> yes. She's, she's alpha. an alpha. She is. And even she's alpha, yeah. even despite with her anxiety and stuff, if anything, because she's masking so hard, oh she's like God. too powerful right now. It's scary. She's too powerful. She frightens me. Um, so if I were, I know if I were Carla, I would be, I would have been worried. You, I'd be like, mm, you know what it one. reminds me a little bit of is what? um, Kristen Cavallari from like Laguna Beach era. Mm-hmm. where she's just like mm-hmm. she's like ex- she's juggling men and doesn't give a fuck and is like listen hon either like fall in line or get out <laughs> like i'm hot i know it and i've got i've got things to do i'm too busy for you yeah i respect it mm-hmm. i respect it um we're at degrassi 
and media immersion once again what the fuck is this class um emma needs to get a move on this project that they're doing um she's telling manny that she and sean are going to take things to the next level manny's like girl you already said that to me <laughs> um i'm like yeah and then our friend died that night yeah and like, I, I don't know i just i suddenly was i suddenly wasn't horny anymore weird thing about my best one of my friends my oldest friends dying maybe not horny anymore dried me right up so um she shows manny a prescription for the pill and Manny's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm all right, let's go. She's like, I wish I had done that. Um, <laughs> Should have thought, thought about that, actually. Um, Manny is also in that hair stage where, like, she's growing out her bangs. And I really relate to that hell where, like, it's just really awkward. Like, you're doing a side bang, but it's still too short. So it just looks a little bit strange. It's tough. Cutting it's getting tough... bangs is, like, such a dangerous thing to do. It's a commitment that you're not re- aware is a long term commitment. commitment. It is long term. My bags only just like from last night cut them, like grew out all the way. And then my dumbass is like, maybe I should get bangs again. I was like, no, no, let them. They're now finally like to my chin. Right. That I'm like, yes, your hair is grown out. Let let your hair just grow. Stop being weird. Um. Alex and Paige are meeting up for drinks, or they're like at the, the mall, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Paige is like, okay, like I am dating guys. Alex is like trying to encourage her, like trying to get her to play the field. She's like on her side, right? She's like, like hyping her up. And she's like, you gotta be a pimp. You gotta play the field. You gotta be out here. And she's like, oh, I'm just the pimpian, pimpiest pimp in the mm-hmm. pimp place. And, um, but then like Spinner shows up as her date, and Alex is like, that is not pimp. Like pay like spinner, it's like don't worry about it. Like he hit, he hits some of the some of the requirements. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I feel like I mean we we've established this spinner fucks, and he's also like he and Paige like have a long history. Like they yeah. they they were like their experimenting partners, like high school boyfriend girlfriend that you experimented with and then you eventually mm-hmm. slept with, and then you're kind of like meeting up with him again later on, and now like you both are like you know each other, you know each other's bodies, but now you know your own body more, and so it's just like it's fireworks, and he has a chain wallet, and he has a two earrings in his ear, you know he's <laughs> he can get it. Yeah, she's like, this is like, she's like, Ugh, I'm tired of those banting nerds. Ugh. I want, I want a spinner. Yes, you know, a hometown hottie, a home, uh, <laughs> a hometown decent looking man. He's like a Toronto eight. Let's... No, Toronto's a big city. Means. I've never been to Toronto. <laughs> He's like, I keep on forgetting. Toronto eight. Yeah, I feel like that's like that's saying that's really high. Like. I, I feel like, like he might maybe okay maybe they're in like the suburbs of Toronto at Degrassi. Yeah. And he's like he's like a a Degrassi, he's a Degrassi 8, he's a Toronto 6. Maybe a Toronto 7. He's a he's a Degrassi 9, Toronto 7. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how that those those <laughs> metrics work. <laughs> it's you know depending the funny thing is i actually and i like the whole thing like new york if you're like a high number in new york it's like well i get hit on a lot in new york more than hey, i yo, ma. so i don't i don't know how any of this shit works i also yeah. feel like literally there's what well, you can't say hi 
<laughs> my um, so my boyfriend, oh, I, you know this city. My boyfriend, he's from he's from Brooklyn, East New York, and I'm like so. Sometimes I'll like ask him about things New York specific, and you have to let me know about this. I feel like in New York, it's 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 like the the there's like a certain sexual energy in the air, like um, an ambiance, if you will, that just like aids to people flirting at any point. It's very romantic at times, like that people are like, oh, I'm going to hit on you in this situation anywhere. Like the city never sleeps. You can, you know, you can eat on the go. You can drink on the go. You could smoke on the go. And now you can hit on and date people on the go, you know? So I think it's less that, like, it's a sexy place. Well, it depends on where you are, too, and also the time of year. Like, right now, when it's, like, brick and, like, the other day was, like, seven degrees, I don't think anyone's feeling really sexy right now. I think everyone's, like, is trying not to freeze to death. Um, I would say what it is and why it's, like, it, it could happen anywhere is because New York is such a big city with so many people. The The boundaries of what is, like, a public and private space are a lot less, like, delineated. So, like, yes, I feel like when you're in a smaller city, it's like, okay, I'm on the train, but also train is quiet time. I'm private mm-hmm, place, mm-hmm. space. The train is still pretty quiet, okay, unless, like, the kids are coming back from school and they loud as fuck. But, like, I think the idea of where is an appropriate place to not talk to me is less apparent. Yeah. It's like, well, people are, we're always outside. You're like, like the whole idea, like people are okay with living in small house apartments in New York because you're hardly in them. That's not true for me because I work from home. Right. But if I didn't work from home, like, yeah, I would never be here. I would be here to sleep. You'd, you go, you're commuting, you're out at work, you're going out. And then like your apartment is just like where you sleep basically. Yeah. And you're, you're not there that much. So I think that's what it is. I think it's just that it's like, once you leave your house, you're just kind of like, what yeah. is public is just very public. Like, yeah. you're just, like, you're – as soon as you leave your house, you're, like, on the street. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to, like, in the suburbs. Like, you leave your house, but you, like, you have your yard, you're on your cul-de-sac. It's not like you don't only feel like you're in public mm-hmm. when you're outside of your house. It's like, well, I'm still at home because I'm, like, at my yard. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, you know, when you step outside, like, you're literally <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense? No, yeah. I think that you, – you... I'm curious to know what he thinks about this. Um – because he's also a native New Yorker. I'm looking at it from someone who's just from like an out from an outsider's perspective. Um, I think there's like times where it's like we'll be talking about something and he just has like a lot of like kind of what you're saying, like his perspective on things is it's kind of difficult to explain, but I think you did a good job explaining of like the what is considered like public space is his perception is just kind of different in that or like what I think is kind of shocking and weird. He's like, uh, I mean, what do you expect? We're outside. And I'm like, well, we could, we could have some expectations. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like you just are used to seeing like, and even now I also have lived in cities a lot. So I feel like I've already kind of was blunted at Mm -hmm. this, like, yeah, you just see shit. But I think especially after moving here, it's like, yeah, you just like, you just kind of see things and like that and that perspective is like, well, I am in public. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. what happens, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just don't look. Like just mind your business. Don't yeah, there's he he has a very good he does a very good job of having like blinders on. Like I have blinders in China as well. Like you just kind of get used to seeing stuff. But sometimes I'd be like, Oh my god, do you see that? He's like, What? Oh, oh, okay. Like he just is so like it takes a lot to kind of like shock him and like I don't know, but yeah. yeah, 
I know New Yorkers are definitely difficult to shock. Mm. That's for sure. Because I'm like, yeah, you see, you've seen it all. Especially <laughs> if you're a native like him and you've lived there probably mm-hmm. for most of your life. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like you're better. Or this, sorry, this um, is this is a weird tangent. The other day we discussed about how like he didn't have a locker at school. And he was like, and I was like, so where'd you put your books? And he's like, well, we didn't have books that we took home. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I like, there was like a, like a, like a momentous of like, what is school? Like we didn't, we had lockers, but we didn't really use them except to store our books for when we needed them two times a year. Right. Like, well, that could also be, and I don't want to make assumptions about your, your boyfriend's school, but that would be a funding issue, though. Because, like, to go to a school where you can take books home means that you have enough books to be in the classroom and also to have extras for people to take home. No, they know? basically, like, they would have, like, design- they had their own books. Like, he had his own, like, the same way, like, it's like, oh, okay, the beginning of the semester, you're getting your book and that has your name in it. He had that. He he's like he's like there was space never took it home because he you either had to take it home or you like you had to carry it around a bag like and so like and also they were smaller like if you wanted to take it home like so like it would just be like divided into like three smaller books in order for you to actually transport them because they were too big otherwise interesting and i was like oh my god what do you, what what is the school life that you went to? And also he was like 11 I mean, riding the train going to school and that's shocking as well. I mean that yeah that is that is something I had to get used to like um even in Chicago like you didn't see kids like unaccompanied that much. Chicago's also a weird city where it's like it's very urban but it still feels very like like a town in a weird way. So it's like you didn't see it as much but like I have gotten used to just seeing a child <laughs> just like on the train by themselves, yeah. like walking around by themselves, and I'm like, ah, like where's your parent? And then I'm like, fuck you, bitch. And I'm like, oh my god. But like, um, <laughs> yeah. I saw. I remember one time I went to like go get a bagel, and this kid walked in. I swear to God, he's like ten, and he, the guy was like, you're regular. And the kid had a regular. <laughs> that might have been my boyfriend. Like. <laughs> He was white. He's a white little white. He paid for his little bagel. He has a little regular before school. He took a show. He walked in eight and went to school. <laughs> Literally. Like, why do you why are you a regular anywhere? You're you are a baby. Oh my gosh. It's just <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So like, yeah, why do that... you know this man? Why do you know this man at the at the spot? Literally. You know this man at the bodega. <laughs> You're regular to me. Anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Evan and I saw that. We were just were like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> All right. Um, back. <laughs> uh, so, back at the core, Jesse and Ellie are still fighting. Um, apparently, Ellie's thing, like, she's like, she's so negative. She's a Taurus. She's just, like, a Taurus. You know? mm-hmm. I can see I can see that. She gets, she gets me Taurus energy. Um, but they've been fighting for weeks, and Ellie's just like, I think it's time for us, like, call it quits before we, like, ruin our relationship. Right. We still have to work together. Like, we have to, like, just not do this, which is like, you know, that's mature to recognize, Very like, mature. this is not working. Like, whatever. And, you know, I, I appreciate that this didn't come out of nowhere because we already had the thing with, like, Craig. Like, we've seen, we've seen cracks in this relationship before. And mm. I, I appreciate that, like, it wasn't just, like, all of a sudden Ellie and Jesse are, like, calling it quits, like, you know, from nowhere. Yeah. Um, Emma is picking up her script from the pharmacy with Sean, 
And he's like, which one do I get? Like, he's trying to get condoms. Like, Sean knows what fucking condoms to get. Like, cut it out. Even if Sean's never had sex, Sean is friends with Jay. He Sean knows what condoms. Like, he's well, Jay don't use condoms, so that's how he got um gonorrhea. But yeah. I also still. feel like Sean may or may not be playing it up, being like, I don't know what's going on, Emma. We're both going through this for the first time together. Like, I'm so We're both virgins. <laughs> Which is like, nice Sean. of him, I guess, but still. Yeah, it's I, I appreciate that, but I'm like, boy, you, you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, suddenly, snake, a snake in the grass appears, and they're like, oh my gosh, snake's here. It's like Sean leaves to go to work, like they're being like nervous. So snake's like, oh, are you sick, Emma? Are you sick? Like, what's going on? Idiot. And she's like, um, she's trying to come up with an excuse, and then she's like, snake. And she like, I hate this scene. She like, picks too. up, like she does a like a, like a sitcom, like <laughs> pills in one hand, cuddles another one, looks back and forth to each. one like I have them, and he's like, um, <laughs> I hate, I hate. It's just it's not hitting. The comedy's not working for me. I was like, ew. If this Stop. was <laughs> if this was Family Matters, he she would have been like, did I do that? Like it was very much like a oh. yeah. It was very. <laughs> very like you got it dude like kind of like what the fuck is this like <laughs> who is emma like what is emma doing so snake sees it he's like oh nervous like oh, oh, oh what? you're gonna oh does your mom know oh, oh. they're just kind of like doing typical like bumbling dad thing and i'm just yeah. like eye roll like get a grip snake snake you like grew up in the 80s like stop like you're not even like old like you're like cool and young like cut it out but yeah. we know it's like oh emma's doing it so mm-hmm. that's why he's like nervous um, like you're a teacher, like you know, you go teacher at Degrassi. Like the the pregnancy rate at that school is insane. <laughs> Truly, like Degrassi is literally responsible for most of Canada's pregnancy rate and like I would, birth rate. I would, I like, would that say school, that's that school factual. shuts down, the birth rate would be divided in half. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so damn. Um, uh, Paige and Spitter at this like entrepreneurs fair, which I guess was the date. I don't know. Um, they kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Spinner stops. At, I love when Spinner like doesn't get like idioms or like sayings. Says not looking a gift porch in the mouth. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> which killed me. I'm like, oh Spinner, Spinner, read a fucking please. Book. <laughs> um, Paige tells Spinner that like, listen, I'm trying to have fun. Like, we gotta be cool. Like, let's like. Um, you know, keep it chill. Then she says this. So she's trying to say friends with benefits, but she says we can be friends with a benefits package. And I'm like, that line was written by someone who just found out what friends with benefits was and thought that it's a benefits package. Because you would say friends with benefits, period. You would say friends with a benefits package. Like, what is this? Like a timeshare? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? You're old. Like, you're old as fuck writing that. <laughs> I feel like there's several moments that I've been catching it catching it in the moment but not really remembering it for when we talk about it but this reminds me just what you're saying just reminds me of it of like we're getting that dose again of like we have older writers that are trying to write to a younger audience and they're trying to insert these like kind of like witty pop culture or like catchphrases and it's giving stop making a fetch stop trying to make fetch happen it's just like just stop it like just let them yes. talk normally. It's giving like, hey, fellow kids. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. very like, you're, it's very forest. I think it's when you compare Degrassi to a show like Skins that actually had teenagers in the writers yes. room with them. And like, 
say like, hey, this is like what our lives are like. And as a result, the writing sound, even though the show is still very silly, it sounded authentic because you had right. actual teenagers. And I'm wondering how much the young cast in the show was allowed to like contribute to that process because it's like you catch it every so often on the mm-hmm. show where just like it's not what teens would have been saying. Like you would have said or like you've heard this term but you're you're not using it the way it's used. Like so you're saying like a friends with a benefits package and it's like you just say friends with benefits. Right. Like, F W B. Like that's what it is. Like you would yeah. <laughs> add yeah. that. Like what? Yeah. I think also it's like I remember yeah. getting that a lot when Degrassi was kind of first, right? Like Degrassi Junior High, and I feel like maybe the first season of Next Gen. But there was a kind of a break of them not doing that a whole lot, but now they're kind of picking it up again, and it's tough. Well, I think it's because the audience changed significantly in this period of time Ooh, for Degrassi. True. This is when the show really had started to blow it up for like the American audiences, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's when they started realizing how like popular the show was that, like, and, you know, I think there's also the age when, by this point, the show, I don't know if it was, it, it was the end, I know it becomes Teen Nick, but I think it's also the time when, like, the programming on the end had changed a lot, too, because they had had, like, I remember, like, early at the end had, like, things like the Saddle Club and, like, <laughs> it was older kids, but also, like, it was just, like, weird, yeah, it was like, kind of that weirdness of, like, um, they would have like, um, like when the show first came on, what was it, the show? They would have like, like, oh, strange days at like, like, is it that kind of weird, like yes. supernatural show? It was like a yes. like, high school. Yes. It was stuff like that, which was a little bit like kind of kooky Canadian stuff for like early teens. I think this is also the era when they started making more stuff like this is South of Nowhere era. This is like, you know, instant star. I think the show mm. got, the channel got mm. a lot more teen like this is for teens like Mm -hmm. and i think that that's how you see stylistically how the show starts to change too because now it's like you're right i mean executive meddling it's like the it's now you have to kind of make the show a little bit sexier a little cooler you can't just be like (laughs) yeah you know yeah the earlier season of degrassi even when they tackled serious stuff still felt kind of goofy i think at this point they were going for more like teen real like you gotta be like the other the other girlies like i'd be like oc we gotta be like you know i don't know if gossip girl was out yet but like let's see I think gossip girl was coming or is, yeah it gossip girl was a little bit later 2007 yeah. when this came out so yeah so I think yeah i was but, definitely in high school when gossip girl came out so it might be out already was gossip maybe girl i don't know i never watched it but i mean like that's like i mean it's probably around the yeah, same yeah. time as new rehouses in new york so yeah, probably. Yeah, so Gossip Girl started that year. Okay. So I think it definitely like changed how they had to write this show, like to to keep up, honestly, keep an audience. Right. Um, hence, Friends with Benefits, but not really understanding. How <laughs> um, so um, Paige is telling Alex a story. She's laughing about it. Um, Jesse swings by because they're at the store. Jesse mm-hmm. swings by. I guess all their friends work at the store now. Apparently, um, apparently this everyone is has a booming. part-time job here. Jesse comes. <laughs> yes, it's like listen, we're doing great. He comes by and he's showing Paige the ad in the newspaper. Obviously, she's trying to see her because he does not have to show up in person to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like she could just get the newspaper and see it. Um, so um. Basically, he's like, oh, yeah, I have to go, like, write a review for this alt-country band. It's like, would you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah. 
And I'm like, I one question I had is, did Jesse and Ellie ever have sex? <gasps> oh. You, you know, I'm obsessed with knowing who's fucked and who hasn't. But I'm like, first off, Paige is messy as fuck to be dating Jesse's ex, which they right. just broke up. Also, do they sleep together? Which adds an extra like layer of like, ooh, that was Ellie's first. Okay. 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 So they have the the time where she went to the to the college clinic and picked up all the the condoms and shit and then dropped it on the floor in front of him. Then yeah, jump all ahead. All the birth control known to man. Right. And then the jump ahead to them fighting. What was their fight about last time? Oh, when Craig came around. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they did have sex. I feel like, yeah, probably. Paige is a mess. My girl. Jesse, yes, is very cute, but also like Ellie just does work with a boy like yesterday. Like, you need to not do this. Um yeah. but she's like, Yeah, I'd love to come. Two ta- two ways. Um, so at Emma's house, Snake brings up like to Spike that he saw Emma at the pharmacy getting the pill. And he's like, um, he's like, so did you know about this? And it's like, Spike's like, oh, she didn't ask people. We did have a talk saying that whenever she was ready, right. like, to have sex, she needs to go get the pill. Which I'm like, that's good parenting. Right. What, what isn't good parenting? Now, Snake obviously <laughs> is projecting just the fact that he doesn't want Emma having sex. But it's fair that he's upset that he was not looped into this conversation. But also, he knows how this family runs. He's not always in the conversation. It's usually it's the two of them and him. Like you don't you and Jack talk. Actually, I don't know if Jack talks yet, but like Yeah. But I, I actually think that like Snake is too heavily involved. I feel like a lot of times like it's Emma and Snake like on the in about things. Like when she had gonorrhea, Snake had a realization of why she was going to the hospital. Like when Spike was That's pregnant. Only because of because he was a stu- cause he was a teacher though, because he knew of right. a gonorrhea outbreak. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. So like, I think he he put two and two together when she was like, "I'm, I need to be worried too." And when he was like, "Oh, yeah," like you know, and Spike yeah. was there for that conversation too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I am like, yeah. Obviously, Snake has no ownership over Emma's Emma's body, but also like, I get it. Like, if we have a child who we are raising together, like he should also know, like her health shit like it's not like she should know that that like not even about her having sex but you should know like she's going on the pill like that should be something he should be aware about i think but um yet yeah, still it's still really not about that though um mm. but the family um emma comes in with some snark like oh yeah you do provide a lot you provide tasty dinners like <laughs> being a snarky little kid so he like, calls her out he's like yeah you lied to me like you didn't tell your mom and she's like no like da 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 da. Then she pulls that stepdaughter card again, and I I'm so tired of Emma doing like like I'm you forced. cannot do that. It's manipulative as fuck. You cannot do that. You cannot decide Snake is your stepdad when you're when you're annoyed with him, and he's your real dad when you're not. Like that's not that's so like I don't know why has no one has called this little girl. Like you need to stop doing that. That's like really fucked up. Like you don't. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Emma, this is your dad. Your uh, your real dad did LSD and jump off a fucking bridge. Okay, like <laughs> this is your dad. Like you need to stop. I know. Go. You wanna go call Shane McKay and go and ask him about the pill. Like that is your father. Stop. Like, I know. Yeah, Emma. <laughs> you know one father in your life at stake. Like stop. <laughs> Emma is like 
the I don't I I mean we talked about this. It's because of the fucking uh what the Mary Sue of is that what it's called the Mary Sue yes. yeah she has that the, the writers Sue are upset with her show. and it's just she could have her like bratty bitchy terrible friend like really bad person moments and then she like gets to do that and like somehow it's redeemable and I'm over it. <laughs> She's never – my issue with the Emma character isn't that she's imperfect because all the characters are, but I feel like she either never has consequences or no one calls her on it. Yeah. It's like – if I was Snake, I'd be like, you need to stop doing that. Like you – that's like – that's really actually hurtful to me that you do – that you wield stepdaughter as like yeah. a, a means to remind me that I have no authority over you. Like you are literally in my home too. Like I am your parent. You are a minor. Like yes. I am your stepfather, but also I am a caretaker. Like, stop. <laughs> right. She's a monster. Um, so we're at the club and this band is performing. Do you know who this band is? They're actually pretty good. It was giving – they were pretty good. I was also I was like, wait, is that Cheryl Crow? Because at some point Paige mentions Cheryl Crow because that was another line of like – all I want to do is have some fun. Call up Cheryl Crow. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're referencing a pop culture yeah. moment and popular person. Um, yeah. And now I, when right. I saw the band, I was like, oh, they're like a knockoff Cheryl Crow. <laughs> she does sound like Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Listener, if you know who that band is, let us know. Because I actually was like, I want to listen to this band. I like it. Um, okay. But like, yeah, like the band's vibing. And like Jesse and Paige are vibing. And like Paige is like – Yes, being in the moment is what it's about. I'm like, girl, you would just have a panic attack. Stop. Like, <laughs> as, a, I, as a girly who also has panic attacks, you were never living in the moment. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> like, but obviously Paige is very much like trying to, you know, mm-hmm. get back to her old ways. And it's like, no, you need help. Um, they get up and dance and he like reminds her like, oh, yeah, Ellie used to hate dancing. And I would like, yeah, can we not talk about your ex? Thank you. Slash my <laughs> friend question mark while we're like. Hang out. I think like, also roommate. Are, what is also like? What is their relationship? I've never been clear about Ellie and Paige. Like, are you like they're like frenemies? Like, yeah, I think they're frenemies. Like adjacent. Like they're very much like they have mutual friends, and they like sometimes have to be at the yes. same event together. But they're never going to hang out together. Just the two of them, and they don't really like each other. But they right, like are like, polite. Mar- Marco. Yeah, Marco is their, each of their, like, respective best friends. So, like, as a result, they have to, like, be nice to each other. But also, mm-hmm. Paige is doing too much. Um, at the store, Paige asks Alex to model at the fair. Um, Alex asks her about Jesse. It turns out after they went out, they went back to his place and did some other stuff. So they were getting down. Alex asks if both guys know about each other. And she's like, oh, yes, like, actually, tonight I'm going to see Spitter than Jesse. I said, okay, she's double booked and double stuffed. Get it. Okay. Um, Alex <laughs> wants to hang out too late or triple stuffed. I don't know if I can handle that. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, yeah, she's so bisexual right now. She's like, yeah, I'm like, dating these two guys. I'm going to see Alex later. Like, okay. Like, Paige, you're juggling too much, babe. <laughs> um, this is not going to work in your favor. Um, Emma goes to Snake to talk. Um, she thinks that she's old enough to make her own decision, but he's just like tripping basically. Um, and she's like, she's like, you're, you're upset because you can't handle that. I'm a sexual being. And I'm like, you are Emma, but also that's a crazy thing to say to your dad. Like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Like I'm 30 and I wouldn't say to my mom, like I'm a sexual being like, ew. 
Um, I'm, I would, I'm going to be married for like 15 years and be like, I'm still, my, I'm going to expect my parents to assume that I'm still a virgin. Like, I don't want to bring it up. I, I literally don't. have like three kids that I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm a virgin. Yep. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I never touched a penis. Like, it's got to be, it's got to be that. Like, and yeah, Emma is, I think we've brought this up before. Emma's very much the type of daughter that like, you go over to her house as her friend and she like will yell at her parents and then call them by their first name. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, she does call snake snake. She doesn't call him. But I mean, I get it though. Like step parents, sometimes yeah. people will call him by their name and not like by mom, my mom or dad. So if that's fair, yeah, I'm gonna be wallin'. So is snake is wallin' though too. Cause he is really like, he's just in his feelings because she has, Sex. She's having sex or she's going right. to have sex. Um, Paige and Spinner are hooking up, but she's like, she's got a jet. She's like, uh, yeah, I got to go. He's like, oh, the other guy. And she's like, don't do that. I already told you that, like, I'm not into feelings right now. I'm catching flights. I'm catching dick, not feelings. Like, you know what? Need to- I feel like um, Paige just recently got a box set of Sex in the City. And she's like, I'm in my my Samantha era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of growing up. Everyone at some point has to be in their Samantha era. Some of us do it more than once. (laughs) Listen, we all have our times and our moments. I just feel like there's, I I was recently watching, there's a new season, not a new season, there's an old season of The Real World on Netflix right now. It's actually not that old, but, um, and I forgot with that, every Real World, there's always like, a girl who's like okay with like being like she's like okay with her sexuality and like kind of like hot and she like all the guys are kind of like instantly attracted to her and she like can juggle guys they, they, even Wow was that girl for jersey shore right like there's mm-hmm. after i have a uh, sex with a guy Shirelle. i rip his head off <laughs> like sherelle from real world was that las vegas she's from new orleans yes Yes. Sherelle, was yes. that her name? She was like, or Trishelle, white, not Sherelle. Yeah. Trishelle. <laughs> Listen, yeah. mm-hmm. I think Sherelle was a black girl from a different season. Mm-hmm. Trishelle <laughs> was like the one who she came in. She was like hot. And she's uh-huh. like Southern. They, 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 like, men love the girls from the South. Like they love a Southern girl. Like they oh go gosh. crazy yeah. for the accent. And they're like, oh shit. Like I always remember Trishelle because um, this is so like such a tangent. But I think there was like one of the challenges. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I used to watch the challenge in like the real world like years ago. But she like, um, what's it? She's trying to. Oh, they have to eat like hot peppers, and they like they put her shell up because like, oh, she's from New Orleans, she can handle spice, and she like literally flames out so fast. And I was just like, <laughs> everything that was so funny. I'm like, bitch, you're from you're from Louisiana, like you can't eat like hot food, like what? I remember. People, I always assume even like white people from Louisiana can handle spice. I'm like, what? No, <laughs> no. they can just handle a little bit more seasoning. That's about it. But I remember Trishelle because yeah, she's on peppers on her season of the Real World, she like wasn't a virgin, but I think she was like supposed to be the goody two shoes like Southern girl, and she was out here fucking on television, and she like called her dad. Oh, yeah. Either her dad or her mom's like on the phone, like let her know, like, like yeah, like I fuck so and so, like I slept with so and so, and I'm like, oh god, girl, Trishel, what you doing, girl? 
Trisha. <laughs> Girl, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where she is. I wonder where she is now. Anyway. Um, she was on a recent Trisha. season oh, of Challenge All-Stars. She's still like trying to be a former MTV star, like trying to do interviews and stuff. Not in a way that's bad, but I mean, a little bit desperate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, like, so Paige is now with Jesse, and he's like, you know, caressing her. He's like reading her palms. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I also flamed out. They're relating. He's like, I know what it's like, but like, she's ready to hit the gas and go. She's like, I'm ready. Like, I'm a manager at a store. I'm dating boys. I'm. My hair looks great. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, they get up and dance again. And, you know, he's just, like, creaming in his pants. He's like, oh, my God. Ellie never used to like to dance. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> at the fair, Alex is annoyed um, because Paige ditched her last night and didn't call, which is mm-hmm. fucked up. Paige is like, I'm sorry, girl, but, like, I don't know, like, me and Jesse, like, I think it's going to be going a little more cash, like, more than cash. Like, we're kind of, like, getting it. Like, I like him. Like, he likes me. And Alex, like, it's been, like, she's like, you're pathetic. You're rushing to this shit. And, like, what happened to your hot girl semester? Like, that lasted for two days. And you're like, I'm in love. <laughs> I think also, like, Paige, listen, they're both, like, denying feelings. I feel like Paige is a little bit, well, Alex is denying her feelings. Paige is, like, completely oblivious to like alex's feelings and it's like girl you literally just kissed her on her couch like a week ago and like got her in her fifis and then you're like openly talking with your ex-girlfriend about like your sexcapades like Paige, get your shit together that's not okay <laughs> yeah i don't know how Paige is not like picking up on what alex is putting on alex is like literally like her, she's heart-shaped eyes every time she sees Thank Paige. You. And Paige is just like, so Jesse. I'm like, she does not want to hear about this man. His dick is so like, big. She does not. She's like, literally like, I am a lesbian. Like, I could not care less about this yeah. man. And I yeah. love you. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> so Liberty tells the future uh, with a presentation about environmental collapse. Um, she's she's like there. Um, there Greta Thunberg. Very much so. Um, yeah, Emma's theme is women and sex. And once again, what is this fucking class about? I do not under like what how how are those two presentations in the same like unit? Like what are you why what? So like what is going on? <laughs> and she had a full on like photo shoot at Sean what like was forced into taking photo photos of her like in the hallway to then add to her fucking PPT. Like Oh, God. I hated it. Because she's like, so obviously, like, what she's saying is correct. Like, yeah, there's a double standard. But also, it's incredibly passive aggressive. Like, I'm going to do this presentation about sex in front of my dad so he can know I'm going to fuck. And he can get over it. It's like, Emma, for once you have a good cause, once again, you made it about yourself and not about, like, the real issue, which is like, this is a good topic. And also, But you made it about you to get back at your dad. Why the fuck are you doing this in the class? Like, can you imagine being one of those students and being like, um, do you want us to leave? Like, we can we can get out of here if you need a private moment to argue this out. Like, I don't think we're meant to be here during this family fight. Like, this is uncomfortable. Right. 
like she's making out with like Shawnee's topless. I would be so I'm like, ew, I don't want to see Sean Cameron. Like, well, I do want to see Sean Cameron on a t-shirt, but also like I don't want to see you as like <sighs> like she's doing it for the for her for snake, but like there's still other students who have to like watch you be like, this is my boyfriend making out. Like, ew. <laughs> and like, like I, why are we in it? Like also honestly, Liberty probably the most bad. She's like, I'm taking this seriously. What the fuck are you doing, Emma? Like some of us like are trying yeah, I, to like, I, like actually I, go to college. I'm trying to save the planet. Like literally, like the polar ice caps are melting. And Emma's like, me and my boyfriend are gonna have that, and my dad needs to be okay with that. Like, you, <laughs> you know what Liberty is probably saying? She's like, listen, Emma, I'm picking up for all your slack. You out here used to be the president of the Environment Club. I'm out here actually trying to rebuild the ozone layer because you left it in the fucking dust. You got dicked down. No, you haven't got dicked down. You sucked a dick, and now you forget about the environment. What's up with that? <laughs> Yeah, what is up with that? I've and I've had a baby, and I'm still like I still care. Like I've been my boyfriend is dead. You're just like (laughs) my my boyfriend, man who loves me, like died like yesterday, and you're like, listen, Denny, (laughs) I'm sexy. (laughs) Girls can be like this with flowers, and girls can also be like this with boys. (laughs) Like what? let me have sex like why are you doing this <laughs> i hate her uh emma i love the show emma it was so funny she's like such a stunt queen um and manny's like woohoo right on and i'm like manny do not encourage her like stop now you stop like, <laughs> she's a ride or die the only person who calls emma on her shit and you need to call her and be like emma what the fuck is this what are you doing so they're having this weird fashion show and Spinner is pouting over Paige and Jesse. He wants to be exclusive. But she's like, mm-hmm. no, I don't do ultimatums. Um, and and in, her, in Paige's defense, she did tell him from the very beginning, like, listen, I'm trying to keep it casual. I'm trying to get it down. Yeah. Um, Jesse appears and he, like, wants a quote for the, co- the core for, from her. And Spinner, like, insults him and they start fighting. And then Paige is having a panic attack. And, of course, Alex, the only one who notices <laughs> – and it's like walking her through a grounding exercise. Yeah. Like she's like fully trying to help her out. Um, and she sends the med away, which I'm like, good. Like that's why you need Alex, because she's like, these guys suck. Like you're literally fl- you're like spiraling and they're just like, huh, you're you're emo. Huh, wait, spinner. Like they're doing that whole thing. And she's literally over there like crying. Right. <laughs> like, right. She's literally hyperventilating. They're, they do not care. Um and Emma snakes waits. Snake waits up for her. Emma apologizes. She's like, "Yeah, that was like actually really cruel." But he's like, "No, you are right." I'm like, "No, it was too much." Like, you guys had could have had this conversation in a normal place. Um, aside from naked Sean, though, Emma did make a good. You know, she did make good points, and it's hard right. for Snake to see that Emma is growing up, which is a very normal parenting thing. And Emma's also nervous about growing up too. Like she's, you know, which is also very scary. Um, yes. And then she calls him dad. I'm like, fuck you, Emma. I'm like, no, don't call me dad. I'm not your dad. Mm. I would I would pull her car. I'm like, no, I'm your stepdad, actually. Yeah. Don't do, make you it don't consistent. like that. That doesn't feel nice, does it? Doesn't feel nice, does it? <laughs> but don't do it to me. Um. So the gang is celebrating the end of the fashion show. Everyone is mad at Paige. Um, and Paige is like, but she still doesn't pick up on it. She's like, okay, so... Me and Spinner were cool, but like me and Jesse, <laughs> I was just like, "You fucking suck!" Like, what the yeah. fuck? And she walks out. 
Then Paige follows her outside and she's like, actually, you suck, Alex. And Alex kisses her. And she's like, I'm in love with you. Like, you can't tell. Look at me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but Alex, Alex's thought was that, like, Paige is – like, I encourage you to be casual with guys because, like, I figured it wasn't anything serious. I'd rather see that than be with another girl. And like, mm. this is, like, the most, like, queerest shit. I was like, Alex, why would you think that? Like, it's still another person that's not you. Like, why would you think that this is how that works? Like, what? Because then but if, Paige, if, she's like, if I'm the only girl that she's been she with, then it it's something Alex special. Right I, yeah, I suppose. But I'm like, no. Come on. Also, Alex, is that are you the only one? Paige was at a liberal arts college. She she was kissing other girls. Like, you know, let's come on. Maybe she uh, got dumped the and that's what's... the episode. <laughs> Maybe she got so dumped sorry. and then... She got she was sent into a spiral because she fell Maybe. in love with her roommate and then her roommate left. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. I like that. But that's the end of that episode. Um, what was your song choice that you came up with for Love My Way? Um, I just realized I only picked the song for the second episode. So why don't you go first and choose your your choice no problem so um i wanted to stay with this gay ass love story (laughs) so i decided to choose a band made of two queer sisters that are canadian tegan and sarah okay Do do you remember the hit back in your head of course i do Yeah, oh, I love we were like, ooh, I'm different. I'm listening to indie. I'm cool. <laughs> no, it's Tegan and Sarah. Yeah. Like, um, do you know if they're both lesbians? Like, yeah, I listen to lesbians. <laughs> I thought Just... it was so cool. Um, but yeah, Back in Your Head was the song that I chose because, you know, um, they're messy. Paige and, and Alex are messy. But like, Alex, like, she, wants to, she just wants to get back there. Like, she wants to be, be with Paige again. But Paige is... She's doing her own thing. She's out here, you know. Yeah. Doing doing her. How do they how do they come back together? That was my song choice. Nice. Okay. So I am gonna choose. Which I don't believe I've chosen it before. Let me see. Um You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Because this is one of this is maybe like one of the only videos I remember watching of Taylor Swift because it was always on TRL and it was the one where she's like um, she's the one playing the band band and then she's like holding up the sign to her next door neighbor who she has a crush on and it's giving Alex you know she's like why don't you see me instead of all those boys I love this because as, as I've been looking for songs every episode it's fun seeing how much like we've now entered to a new era of music yes. because we were very much like in the early to mid aughts and now it's like we're getting to late aughts like oh my god like there's Rihanna in the charts yes. there's Taylor Swift has made her debut it's kind of like oh no like we're really like we're changing guys I know um, but we are gonna jump over to episode 17 um, sunglasses at night synopsis Marco is having a hard time dealing with Dylan's departure and becomes addicted to online gambling <laughs> meanwhile Peter and Darcy have to make a decision about whether they should go public wow what a dumbass episode 
<laughs> I hated this episode. Uh, man, it's been a, I mean, it's been a few weeks since I've gotten the the shittier half of the episode, and today's the day. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny how like Marco's gambling addiction, right? Which it is an addiction in the same way that we talk about other addictions, but the way that they were portraying it was like he like needed his fix and like <laughs> was like. <laughs> tweaking yeah it just it was like it was giving early like season two like yes when we've already we've gone through like a coke addiction we've seen like cutting we've seen like more prolonged challenges you know with eating disorder that our characters have gone through and they've really built and like we've seen them still dealing with it it's really crazy that they decided to do this gambling addiction um it, I it's not giving. It's not giving. Um so our cold open this episode oh yeah, I'm unmuted. Okay. So our cold open this episode begins in the uh business booming t-shirt shop and it is <laughs> It is uh, Marco Spinner and hit Marco's dad. Marco's dad is installing a security system, and uh, Marco is online, kind of distracted. He's on his laptop, and he ends. He his dad ends up mentioning that he's going to go with Uncle Luigi, or is it Uncle Uncle Louis or Uncle Luigi? Uncle Louis, Uncle Louis, you're racist. <laughs> Sorry, it was Uncle Louis. That was. Uh, <laughs> That was my fault. My apologies. Um, as an to ally the to the Italian next community, <laughs> that's really racist that you would call him Luigi when it's Louis. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's just the way that the dad says it that I'm like, oh, he's saying Luigi or something, you know? He's like, it's not Louis. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's very it's it's very Marco's dad, and they're going to go play the ponies going down the track. Um. But Marco is very distracted. He's upset that Dylan is gone and he's feeling very stressed. Um, Spinner tries to comfort him, but Marco is, you know, distracted by the computer. But he suddenly is feeling up and at him. He's excited because he just won $200 from online poker. And it was his first, it's his first hit and he's addicted. You know, it's only a downward spot. He's the dragon. Um, uh, we are at the, the uni house. That's what I call it. It's just like the uni, like off campus housing. Um, Marco, Spinner and Paige are there. Paige arrives and she's talking about that. She has a potential date later with Jesse. Let her know if he calls. Um, but Marco is still stressed and Spinner is trying to cheer him up. Um, and Marco's kind of really have a cell phone at this point. She definitely has a cell phone. 2007, she has a cell phone. Again, it's old ass writers. She's she's got. Yeah, I'm like, why would she he be calling the house? Like, you have a cell phone. Yeah, I feel like there was. Because I remember thinking about this when I would watch TV shows when I was younger of like adults living together, you know, living their lives. It's like, oh, well, when I have roommates, I'm going to have like, we're going to share a message machine. (laughs) And that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like it, write my messages down. Like that's you know, it's very '90s, but it's like these kids definitely. We've already established cell phones in this yeah. show. Yeah, that, like I'm sure Paige has one and Jesse has her number. But you know, we gotta we gotta add tension between her and Ellie, so who we never exactly. see. No, we do see her. No, we do see her later. Right, so. but it's very very minor. Yeah. Um, Marco is you know he's he's thinking like okay how can we turn our turn our lives around and so he just suggests he's like you know what's better we need somewhere warm we need some sun let's go down to daytona florida i.e spring break the hotties will be there um and spinners spinners like hell yeah let's do it but then they remember money and marco has he's got he's like don't worry about it I got I got a I got a hookup and I have a plan with this online gambling habit that I'm forming. Um that I've developed in the day. <laughs> yes. And to go along with this gambling habit, um Marco is now a club guy, which is kind of implying that he's like it, I was kind of like are they implying that he's also doing coke? Yeah, so I definitely <laughs> At one point, I'm like, is he supposed to be on drugs? Because like, or is he just like running on the high of gambling? Because like, also that's a thing. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, what? What is happening? Like, is he doing like Adderall now? Like, I was not sure. It was like, weird. What Marco's deal was in this episode? Because he's also like really nervous. He's very he has a lot of nervous energy. This episode, I'm like, is it? Is he just nervous because like he wants to gamble, or is he nervous because he's doing meth? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> what is going on here? And I think that's where Darius kind of yeah. messed up because they were trying to mix the two, but like they're like, oh, you know, like once once start gambling, your 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 whole life is going to go into chaos. And it's like, what? Also, like gambling addiction is a weird one to explore with someone who's eighteen. Like I, when Thank I think you. of gambling addiction, I think of, like an old like person, like, I, which is like not fair because obviously gambling addiction can happen at any age, I guess. But like. Um, there's a there's a lifetime movie called Going for Broke. It's one of my favorites. It stars Delta Burke, um, and uh, Elliot Page is actually in this yeah. movie in an early role. And um, Delta Burke moves to Reno. Oh, God. <laughs> she like develops. It's based on a true story because she actually is like she is like the ex, like the director of like um, a a nonprofit, and she ends up like gambling the money from the nonprofit. And she gets really into it. But one of the people she meets is an older lady who's chain smoking and she's like course. sit at the at the slots. And she like Delta um Burke's character tries to I wanna say Delta, but like no, she's Delta Burke, not Delta. Delta Burke's character tries to tell her like, you might have a problem too. But she's like, No girl, like my kids get mad at me for using up all my husband's money, but I don't care. I'm just having fun. And like she's totally like, a gambling addict. That's what I think of. I think of like an old lady at the slot yeah. and she's just like, ugh. Yeah, I'm using up all my husband's money after he died. I don't care. And she's just like doing right. her thing. <laughs> I think so. Like Marco's got Marco's a fucking like little cute little twink. And he's just like, <laughs> like yeah, like wait, like you're 19. I know. <laughs> like, I think what? I do know that like I don't know. Like I know it exists because I've I've known a few people that like have kind of like fucked up their lives a little bit with like gambling addiction. I think it's one of those things that's like. It's legal and it's kind of so normalized that, like, it can just yeah. be hidden. And also, like, same way of, like, you know, extreme debt and, like, kind of, like, money issues. 
if you're right. like can kind of be hidden a lot of the times um, when it comes to gambling. Yeah. And also, it's not a it's not a substance either. So I think people are less inclined. I think so much like a sex addiction to accept that it's an addiction because like no, literally you can just stop. Like right. versus like you know alcohol or drugs, but it, it is still an addiction. Like I, I'm not downplaying that it exists. It's just interesting no. to explore it with Marco. Like it's I very agree. like okay, and I, you know. And I think what Darkgrass was kind of do because it's like I know that like these because it's basically online gambling could be like so accessible and can also be very addictive for people. Like a lot of young people can kind of just like fall into it without even really realizing it. Um, mm, but that's a good point. But it, <laughs> they did such a bad job of of the storyline. So random. Yeah, it's very random. It's so random. Um, so Marco decides to treat his friends out for a night at the club, um, because he, after the big win and lo and behold, Mr. J shows up and I'm like, well, here's, here's the downfall. (laughs) Something's happening. Jay is suggesting for how do you, how you can make some quick money. Oh, what could go wrong? Why does it? Anybody like does no one know about JT? Like, why is anyone listening to Jay when to Jay when he's like, "Hey, I have an idea." Like, no, you're gonna ruin my life. Thank like, you. <laughs> exactly. Like, Spinner is worried, but he's not. He's not voicing his p- opinion strong enough. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Definitely not. But so uh, yeah, it's, it's innocent enough though. People play poker. It's not always. Like bad. I mean, people play poker. It doesn't mean you're gonna ruin your life. But you don't want to. You don't want to. I mean, like if you're if Jay's inviting you to a poker event, like you're gonna get robbed. Like you're gonna get scammed. I'm gonna get my (laughs) my kneecaps. My kneecaps are gonna get broken. Like I'm not going with Jay. Thank you. Like what the fuck? I think also um, that this the the entire episode they're trying to give us like an oceans movie vibe of like oh vegas you know trying trying to make some money gambling oh we're at the table but it was also giving did you ever watch that um that movie 21 was it called 21 yeah about the count the yeah. card counting people i feel like that yeah, came out that, recently around the same time completely Yes, I think so. And then, like the cast was whitewashed because apparently the actual MIT kids were like mostly Asian, and then they were like, "Ooh, Jim Sturgis. Ooh, I think Scarlett Johansson was in it." <laughs> yeah, if not like someone like her, like her equivalent younger version, but maybe. It's well, you know, her. she loves ScarJo. ScarJo loves to steal roles from Asian people, so like Don't she? this is well established at Don't this point she? that she loves <laughs> to take a role from an Asian person. <laughs> So it's probably right. Um, But uh, Jay shows up and he's like, listen, I, you know, some guys that I work with, we got a game, Texas Hold'em, you know, this amount to buy in. And, you know, it's just, it's just a casual hang with me, Jay. Sorry to interrupt. It was not, it was, I'm sorry to Scarlett Johansson. I know she's listening. It was Kate Bosworth. Continue. But like commonly. I mix up my white, I mix up my white ladies. I mean, they're 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 one and the same in Hollywood in the sense of like they play the same type of roles. Yeah, she would have if, if they, they that role came by Scarlett Johansson's <laughs> desk. She she passed yes. it up. She's like, no, I can't not no. But she would have exactly. she would have done it if she had the t- she has a scheduling conflict. But if she had the time, she would have fucking taken it exactly. <laughs> um, 
we get to the friendship club in the next scene and Darcy is there with her friend Kim. They're hosting it. And Peter comes and interrupts. And he's like, oh, my mom is looking for you, Darcy. You need to come quick. And uh, it's a lie. Peter just wanted to, you know, tear you away from the loving uh, arms of Jesus Christ and take you literally into hell. Like, literally into hell, into the fucking boiler room. If it's not the boiler room the yet. That was... <laughs> He is a serpent. Thank Darcy, you. Darcy, that is a serpent. What are you doing? You read the book all the time. You don't know your lore. Don't follow this boy. <laughs> She's so stupid. Um, She's but he's good. like, I just need to see you because I wanted to give you this. And he opens this jewelry box and he's like, it's the key to my heart. And literally like take me now lord jesus um i wrote down it looks like a penis the necklace pendant looks like a penis what okay now i have to rewatch because i don't remember what it looked like but it looks it doesn't look like it's very much like phallic shaped like there's like two sides at the base and then a straight line up the middle and i'm like that's a penis and balls dick and balls because yeah. it's it's too it's not the right shape to be a cross and he's like it's a key but i'm like that looks like a penis it's very phallic shaped oh yeah now i'm remembering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's so nasty he would be like it's a key and darcy's like virgin and she's like yeah and it's like no girl that's a dick and balls what are you doing? Hey, come what are you doing? on <laughs> don't put that don't put that on your chest stop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but they're very much like reconnecting. Great. Who fucking cares? Um, we're at the uni house again and Ellie and Paige are bickering. They're fighting over the room because they're now they're both living in the, uh, college house together. Um, and Marco is on the couch, still on the computer and he's very stressed out. He's already stressed that we already know from this Dylan leaving life. And then he's also getting stressed out by the two of them fighting around him. Um, (laughs) And again, I'm like, I think he's going through withdrawal. I think it's, (laughs) I think he's (laughs) having some symptoms. It's that fast, baby. (laughs) He is like, he's itching. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, And he's very much like needing an escape. um, And online, or he's needing an escape from it all. It's very clear. And that's what gambling gives him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, no, honestly, see. you know what they should in, have in had? The, in the Delta, in the Delta Burke film, going for broke. <laughs> one of the things like show she's like going down like the hole of gambling. They just keep playing like the slot machine music. It's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it's just, like and her eyes are like, <laughs> like shining in the light. Yeah. It's just like, oh. Yeah, Listen. that's that's Marco. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, Marco's Marco's going through it, and you know, there's only one way that he can he knows how to cope. Um, yeah, we get this quick scene in media immersion class. Spike is talking about a random ass topic, like he always is, online moderation of like platforms, and mm-hmm. uh. Her, her Darcy's friend Kim is talking about how it's important that they have these moderators because you know things need to be censored. I'm a Christian, 
they things need to be safe for the kids. <laughs> and uh, so they, they should know what drag queens are on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Um, don't say gay. And uh, what's the other ones? No race theory. No critical race don't say, theory. Don't say trans. No CRT. Like, yes. <laughs> child. Oh, Lord. They want to be fascist so bad. They're just itching for it. <laughs> I um, just love fascism. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but Peter and Kim are kind of at odds in the class conversation. And to help cover up the secret relationship that she has with Peter, she stands up for Kim and is on her side. Like, literally stands up, though. It's so, like... Once again, I just want to know what it's like to be a student at Degrassi and watching these shenanigans. It's like, what the fuck is? Like, I would have been like, what is going on? Like, why are they doing this? And they're like, they're just like doing foreplay because she winks at him. Like they like doing. I'm like, ill. Like you guys are like making us part of your like your like your kink, and I don't like that. Like, like I don't like. It's like that video that went viral like in quarantine. Like the person was like has a like, kind of dog walking leash kink, and I was like, yeah, I'm walking my 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 puppy through the grocery store, and people were like, can you not do that? Like. <laughs> That, like we're part like you you've made us into part of your like your kink scene yeah. and I don't want to be. This is how I feel about them arguing. It's like, can yeah. you like I didn't consent to being in this, yeah. like you sickos. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much that. Um and yeah. yeah. Very, very annoying. And you know, they're all like making out, so like their like hormones are raging. They love they're it. They're so like like Peter is boned up right now. Like he's so like <laughs> Like, calling, think she has eye fat, really just like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like yeah. so hype right now. Like, it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, the person sitting next to him who's like dick height is like, bro, is hard right he, now. He's, he, it's on the space bar on. right now. It's like, oh my God. Like, what, what is going on in this class? Like, Mr. Simpson, can you please rein them in? So much well, trying to no. learn about censorship. He can't because. Last week, he got he probably got called into the office um, for not allowing people to be their own sexual beings. So, yeah, but I'm I'm the student who's like I'm trying to learn. Like I want to I I'm looking forward to being fascist in the future. So I need to learn about how to censor the internet. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Simpson, I need you to like tell these two horny teenagers to stop this. Yeah. <sighs> um. We uh we get to the poker night with Jay and his coworkers. Marco and Spinner shows up show up. Um and Spinner's kind of like, hey, you know, like I don't know if this is such a good idea. And Marco is just saying, you know what, if you wanna hi- you have to have a high risk to have a high reward. And my life is really boring right now. I have nothing going on. I mashed potatoes. You guys have so much going on, I have nothing. This gives me a rush. And I need that in my life. <laughs> Spinner's like, all right, yeah. okay. Like, they should have brought a, switch, a switchblade because I thought, like, something dark was about to happen at this poker night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I definitely thought that at any moment, like, the guys were in the mob. But that's for later Degrassi. Like, I – Exactly. Not to spoil, there is a Degrassi-like storyline in the future where there's, like, like – gang shit happen and it's very like weird and very like oh like we're in like the underworld of Toronto mm. and there's fighting it's very strange probably Lakehurst <laughs> connections oh definitely they're in a tunnel <laughs> um we get this quick scene 
Peter and Darcy are meeting up after their play fight. They're they're making out. They're making out in their secret <laughs> hiding place, the boiler room, um, which is where <laughs> Darcy's gonna be if she doesn't shape up and keep being virgin. Because you know what? Yeah, and turn back to Jesus. That that boiler room is looking a lot like hell. That's where you're going. Come mm-hmm. on now. Because yep. if anything, mm-hmm. if she if she lost her virginity to anyone else or was doing this with anyone else, it would be fine. But because it's Peter, she's going to hell. Peter, who is rotted to the core. Truly, truly. Um, at the poker night, uh, we're getting Ocean's, you know, Ocean's franchise movie vibes. And... Marco is winning and, you know, feeling on top of the world. And he's definitely pissing off one of Jay's coworkers who's like, eh, you know, why are you taking our money? Yeah. And that's why I was like, he's going to kill you. Boss. <laughs> he's yeah. on the boss. Yeah. It's, it's very performative of like, okay, we get it. It's a, it's a gambling episode. Like you don't have to give us actual he's casino. He's like, what you 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 go you going all in, boss? What's your tell? Like, who like who is this? Is this Sammy Davis Jr.? Like, why are you like are you the Rat Pack? Like, who? Like, what? Okay, Dean Martin. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, what's going on? It's, it's, like, it's too much. It's I definitely too much. I love when Degrassi does this. It's so like, <laughs> it's like what show yeah. am I watching? <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, this is a trending movie right now. Let's make a a twenty one minute episode. To kind of give a little nod. It's like, we don't need that. Thank you. No, I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> no. um, I didn't consent to this, Degrassi. <laughs> listen, this whole episode, we are not giving consent, Degrassi. We don't want any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want it. The, 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 guy, the guy that's calling Marco boss is like, listen, you know, the thing is, is that you have to give us another chance to win this money back. How about tomorrow? Cause he he spot he's he's like he's been in the game and he could spot a gambling addict. He's like, oh, I know, I know his, I know his real tell is that he's addicted to trying yeah. to get fast money. Um, exactly the way them hands are shaking. I'm like, oh yes, I'm about to get, I'm about to clean your ass. <laughs> yeah, he's just Ride. like all in, all in every time. <laughs> he's like, okay, got it. <laughs> like, okay, I got it, boss. You get at it, boss. <laughs> too much it's too much um we're at the we at the club and marco's having a celebration with all his friends and it's marco's street because he's rolling in the dough and marco wants to live um to to live life and live all night and forget school because everyone else is like listen i gotta go study like even spinner was like i gotta test when spinner's ready to go that's when you know it's bad Spin is a super senior. He's like, I'm trying to graduate, bro. Like, I'm I don't want to be at Degrassi next year. Like, I can't be doing this. I gotta like I gotta go see this Quan. Exactly. Okay? Like, I, gotta, I gotta go take this test. Exactly. Um, but it's very clear that like, oh, you know, his his friends are trying to rein him in, but Marco's just like trying to live that fast life. And more like, so is he doing Coke? <laughs> at the club a lot right i'm like so is he doing drugs because i feel like he should be doing drugs also yeah they should have they should have at least like given us like an offer of like craig's drug dealer comes in and is like hey i see you I see you might wanna you know have a good time 
have a good time. <laughs> but I think the problem is that like we already did coke with 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 Craig, so we can do coke again so fast. That's true. Like it's too quick to like then have coke or do another drug thing. So I guess they're like just gambling is fine. I'm like, no, he needs to be like like drinking. He needs to be doing some like like some. I think he needs to. I think high risk, high reward. Obviously, he later on takes a risk and steals from his dad. But I feel like we need to see other risky behaviors. Like, yes. I think if it would have made more sense if we saw something else. Like, oh, like now he's like he's having anonymous sex. Maybe like, oh, he's just like Ooh, fucking yeah. people. Like that would have been like okay. Like Marco is like spiraling. He's not just this isn't just a gambling thing. He's just kind of taking a lot of risks in his mm-hmm. life. I think that would have made it so good. Yes. And just after like Dylan leaving, like him, like maybe like oh, like Marco's just like fucking dudes like all the time mm-hmm. and gambling. I'd be like okay, Marco is. Oh, okay. But like, instead, it's just him, like, he played poker, like, twice. And he's like, ah, I want another hit. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, sure. But we're going to learn later that maybe it's a family disease. It's hereditary. <laughs> Which I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, is it? Down on the racetracks. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I don't the know. Mom, the mom's at bingo. Just go to the racetracks. I don't. So, oh, and Uncle like Louie. The oh, they are gamblers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Cassie, I think you're trying too hard. Like, what? <laughs> Mom is at bingo. Like, let her, like, she's, she has all day, she's making marinara sauce. Like, let Come her go now. play bingo. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> she needs her escape, too. I know. Um, We're at the next game night, and Marco's feeling confident. He's like, listen, I'm about to make this money threefold. These these guys don't know what's coming. But joke's on him because the other guy is still all his money after Marco goes all in once again and then loses everything. And he's immediately, after he loses everything, he asks for a loan <laughs> to buy back in. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Marco. No. <laughs> oh, got God. no one to hold him, no one to fold him, Come no on. one to walk away, no one to run. Come on. You don't listen to the song. They told you everything you need to do. I know. Um, but just in time, Jay's boss comes in and is like, Hey, yo, you can't be doing this in here. You gotta go. I'm not having this in my shop. <laughs> He's a white guy. He's like, but... Tony. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, I'm Tony. Like <laughs> Tony Bananas, yeah. what do they call me? Because <laughs> I'm real clumsy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Spinner and Marco are leaving, and they're arguing about how Marco just lost $1,100 and one, one move of poker. I don't know how poker works. Is that, what's that thing? Yeah, one hand. One I hand. Guess, or one, there we go. Yeah. One, yeah. one, one round. Um. <laughs> One round. I don't, I don't fucking know either. I'm like, I'm also, <laughs> like, like I, I'm also like just pulling out words. But eleven hundred dollars right. is a lot of money. Exactly. Just like, damn. Um, and Spinner's like, listen, so I'm rent. not putting. Look, <sighs> Spinner's like, listen, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not enabling you anymore. I'm. I'm. I'm setting boundaries. You know, if you're not going to get yeah, the help you I need, fold. I'm not going to be around this anymore. And <laughs> just what, what what do you think is the equivalent? How would you rename this episode to make it a parody about dope sick love? Hmm. 
That's a good question. I'm not, I don't know enough about cards. I feel like poke sick, sick love, like poker, poke sick love. Yeah. Uh-huh. Poker sick yeah. love. Poker sick love. Yeah. Um, question, do you think we would have eventually seen a clip of Marco sucking a dick in order to get more money to play more poker? I mean, in in two days, because this movie is this episode moving so fast. Like in two days, Marco's sucking dick for money so he can go play more poker. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's exactly yeah. it. Okay. Um, yeah. Like in a in a in an apartment, you know, in New York City, in an apartment, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um. I'm sorry. I was so I was so shocked when they were like shooting up in the apartment. I was like. Can you imagine just coming home with your groceries and like, do, like <laughs> I know, like they like someone put like, them oh at the God. door. Like, someone buzzed them what? in. Oh, tough. Right. Like I don't like to snitch on people, but I would call my super and be like, um, you need to do something about this. Like people can't just be like doing like shooting up like in the I pay way too much money in rent for people shooting up in the in the hall in the yeah. stairwell. Yeah. But if that does happen, you have to tell it on the pod. There's like, <laughs> yeah, now I have to, have to get Narcan because someone like I might find someone like dying in my fucking stairwell. Yeah, it's I scary. just want to make dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just want to get up and make my dinner. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marco is spiraling into his addiction because he is now showed up at his family's house. Just wanting to talk and hang out. Um, and Marco's like, hey, you know, like, you gamble, Dad. Like, you go down to the track. They're just kind of, like, casually talking about it. Mom goes to bingo, you know? And uh, so it's, like, clear that, like, Marco's dad, like, liked going down to the track on the regular with Uncle Louie. Um, and Marco, Marco's dad gets up... Um, from the from his chair, I don't know what he's getting up for, but Marco's dad gets up, and Marco's like your mom made cannellini. Oh, yes, in the freezer. Cannellini. Yes, you, you yeah. Oh, God, oh, the frozen cannellini in the freezer, which I'm like, that sounds delicious. Honestly, I I love I do love foreign parents though, because like you look sad here. Have some food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like got some stuff in the freeze freezer. Want to eat? <laughs> I know. Um. But Marco sees his dad's wallet and is like, oh, temptation. I need the money. I can make it back quick. I just need, I just need to get in the game. Ugh. Get back um, in the game. Make it back. Pay him back. Exactly. Go to Daytona. Exactly. Problem solved. I won't be sad anymore. Um, And he ends up taking the money. He was contemplating it, but he did end up taking the money out of the wallet. We get to media immersion class and Darcy and uh, Peter are exchanging IMs. Um, and when Kim um, asks what Darcy is doing later, Darcy dodges the plans and makes an excuse that it's a grandma birthday thing. And they need to reschedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but Darcy and Peter have plans later that day. And um, they meet up in the park and... They're very, like, incognito, like, both have their hoods up in an obscure park that kind of looks sketchy. Um, I think it's just because it was cloudy. Maybe not sketchy. Yeah, I think it's just Canada. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, they both are having fun and be like, oh, this is fun. You know, like we're sneaking around. It's exciting. And they're both like, yeah, it is fun. It was fun until Miss Kim came up and walked her dog right past them and saw the hoe herself, Miss Darcy, spreading her legs for Peter (laughs) and not leaving room for Jesus. Um, and Kim already told y'all because she's like she's like sent to the internet. She's a snitch. She's oh, like, yeah. I'm telling. Ooh, I'm telling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Darcy does this thing that she does apparently now, when she says instead of saying shit, she says, "Oh, sugar, sugar." Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh like, my god, you fucking Mickey Mouse Club ass bitch! Like, if you don't fucking get it together. <laughs> And anyone with real, <laughs> with anyone with real, real self respect, just says shoot. Okay, you don't, you don't. Yeah, that change. would make sense. Like, oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't say sugar. She's like, oh shoot. Can you imagine? Or I actually I, would love she. She just said shit at one point to really emphasize how bad it is because she uses sugar and then she's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, she's yeah. actually hilarious. <laughs> Can you? Okay, so like when I was in high school and stuff, I didn't curse. Like, would you, what, would you have been friends with me if I said, oh, oh, sugar instead of, oh, shoot or, oh, shit? Well, I would have, I would have still been friends with you. My grandma would say that because my grandma would say sugar. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. Yes. I, I, that wasn't like, I wasn't like offended by that because my grandma said it all the time. Okay. Um, I said it a lot though. I'd be like, Lauren, get, I used to cuss. I'm like, get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny because I've never heard anyone say sugar in replacement of shit. So I didn't know that it was a non-Degrassi thing. Okay. Makes me feel a little bit better. No, my Nana would. I think I think definitely people of a certain age. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Um, we are at <laughs> poker night. Sorry. <laughs> Can I interrupt real quick? So Evan yeah. just left to go to his co-working space. He took Hendrix out. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture. He just sent me a picture. Listener, you can't see it. But it's like Hendrix is lonely because he left. So he's like sitting Aww. outside of the door where I'm recording because he's by himself. So he's just like <laughs> sitting waiting for me to come out. <laughs> he's waiting in that doorway. Oh, yeah. so sweet. Mm-hmm. Hendrix. Um. We are at poker night number three, and we have moved to the T-Search store because they've been kicked out of every other place, and now it's a secret habit that Marco is keeping from everyone. And the police show up because uh, they got a call for breaking breaking and entering, and Marco's like, don't worry, I work here, it's fine. And I was like, Marco, you little brown boy, they don't care. It's not fine. They don't care. It's not um, uh, I don't think Marco's considered brown. He is still very much white. He's I mean, but like he, but like, <laughs> I mean, he, compared to the other people at the table, I feel like he's the brown guy. I also didn't see anyone else besides he's the white. two people. Okay, he, he is Marco is white, is white as a lily in the field. He is white. <laughs> okay, <laughs> his lily ass, all the white. <laughs> he's like he'll be fine as we find out later on uncle louis got a friend in the police so a uh, cop friends i'm like ah he's that's fine. true that's true that's <laughs> true um but they all end up getting arrested um and i was like wait are they also illegally gambling but i think it's mostly for the breaking and entering passing 
Um, we're at Peter's house and Darcy shows up and Peter's like, oh my gosh, my mom found out fucking Kim ratted out on us. And my parents are threatening Kim boarding school. <laughs> Too pressed. I think she's in love with Darcy. <laughs> yeah. Like, girl, <laughs> what? Like, you are yeah. so pressed. Like, you are so pressed right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Um, but we get we get this dumbass moment, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, love conquers all." You know, like we can push past this because we, you know, we care so much about each other. And I'm like, they got like the sappy music playing in the background. I was like, are we supposed to be rooting for these two? I'm like, Peter literally just pimped your ass out. To a <gasps> like, what are you talking about? Like, he almost came and like killed you and your sister like at. Your Thank house. You. Like, you. Is that guy still in prison? Like, or is he out yet? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um, but she's like, listen, don't give up on us. Come on. Um, at the t-shirt shop, as Marco and the boys are getting uh, handcuffed and pushed outside, Spinner shows up and, and Marco's like, oh my gosh, thank God. You could tell him what happened. And, and, uh, Spinner's like, it was a silent alarm. Like, you didn't turn it off. Like, this is your fault. <laughs> like, and <laughs> Spinner does something I was kind of surprised by, which, again, I'm like, I guess he's like, this is implying that, like, Marco has been going down a dark path and, like, needs to, like, accept the consequences. Spinner lets the police yeah, take him away. Bottom. Yeah. He does, like, he does what they say in intervention, which is like, yeah, like, when she steals your money, like, call it, like, you need to, like, consequences. Right. And he's like, he's not authorized to be here. <laughs> you know, Spinner wants to be a cop, too. So he's like, yeah, I'm on the side of the police all the time. That's true. Um, and Marco is distraught. Spinner's feeling uncomfortable. Um, we're in the fucking boiling room, a.k.a. hell. Peter shows up to meet Darcy, and they reconnect. Peter says he has nothing to lose now. We're moving on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Laura said, "Eh, I don't care. Anyway. (laughs) I've just said that this is a multiple storyline, a a multiple episode storyline. I'm just over it. Um, You're so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I can't handle it. I can't. Um. We're at the uni house. Marco and his dad are there. And, you know, Marco's explaining, like, the charges were dropped. Spinner didn't keep up the charges. Um, but Spinner's dad, or Marco's dad is like, listen, Marco, like, what's going on? Like, what happened to the $600 in my wallet? And I was like, $600? I was shocked. A lot of money. Because I was like. You thought you would have noticed? Like, this is a working class <laughs> Italian man. He's like, he counts his money every day. Like, why would you think? He literally owns hundred bucks, not twenty dollars, six hundred. He owns his own business. Like that was like the register money for tomorrow. Like, ugh. yeah, like what the fuck, dude? Like six hundred dollars. Like that's wild. Yeah, to steal from your parents and think like they'll be none the wiser. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, this was this weird moment where I was like, Degrassi, what are you trying to say? So Marco's like, listen. You know, this is this is no different than you with the ponies, you and Uncle Luigi at the track. And instead of being Louis. like, 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I blame Nintendo and Mario Kart for that, okay? <laughs> I don't know any actual Louis, so Luigi just comes out. Um racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um they do this weird thing where it's like instead of like they don't like distinguish between I they don't I don't know what they're trying to say about gambling. It's very weird, but they just kind right. of like yeah, they're expl- trying to imply like, oh, they're one in the same. I'm like, no, because it's gambling is like still a thing some people do, but not everyone who's gambles. Like my mom, yeah. when my mom goes to Vegas every so often, she'll go or she'll go to like the slot. She'll go to like the casino like for fun, but she goes once in the, in a blue. Right. Room. Yeah. She's not an addict. Like, you know, like let's not pretend like they're all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It was strange. Um, But Marco's like. Marco's dad is like, it's about Dylan. And then Marco is like, oh gosh, we're talking about it. Uh, and then, but Dylan, uh, Marco ends up coming out for the first time, like, to his dad, like, in a way of like, Dylan is my boyfriend. Like, we're together. Like, you know that, right? And, yeah. But is, but this is, there, it was like kind of kind like a second, a second coming out. Yeah. He knows because his dad knows he's gay. Yeah, but he but, kind like, of he's ignored really it. Really confronting, like, and I have like a boyfriend. Like, I was like living with him. Like, I was, like really gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But <laughs> his dad doesn't really acknowledge it. He just kind of like he's like, no, but I don't care about how you know. I don't care about that. I care about how you're doing in your life. And I was like, okay, I guess that's not the worst, but also not the best. But okay. I I kind of get what they were trying to get at, which is like Marco is trying to put it on like it's because of Dylan, like I'm in love and he broke and we left. And his dad's like, I don't think as much his dad is dismissing it, but more like, but this is about you though. Like you can't yeah. put it on Dylan. It's like this is yeah. about you. Like, yeah, okay, Dylan is gone, but you are like now ruining your own life. Like fuck yes. I don't care about Dylan right now. I care about like you and that like you're stealing money, you're getting arrested. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're gambling, like, you're doing all kinds of fuck shit. Yeah. I think at some point he was like, I care about how you how you treat your friends and people in your life as well. Cause you're not, you stole from me. <laughs> like, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't be doing this. And Marco's dad is like, hey, you know, uh, you could think about this while you're working at the shop. Um, Cause you're going to be working there for free to pay me back. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. And- He's like, um,. <laughs> <laughs> We're not rich. Like, you can't just be taking money from me. (laughs) And $600? Like, bold. During, right before the recession started, too. Like, so, you know, they were, that that business is is iffy if best. Uh So you took that decision. That's a lot of money. Yep. Yep. That was the fucking loan payment. That was the the mortgage on the, on the, on the business or whatever. Right. Um, But Marco's dad is like, listen, Marco. People leave. People leave. What? Sorry. <laughs> People leave. Oh, why can't I say this? People leave, Marco. You have to live your own life. And I was like, okay. That's like good advice, but like, that's so vague. But also, I, I relate to that because that's how my parents like give advice to me. And I'm like, I don't know how to apply that, but thanks. I mean, yeah, I think. 
think it's it's good. Um, I think it's less good like good advice and more just like facts. Like, yes, people are going to come and go in your life, but you have to like continue to live yours. Like, you can't just like destroy your life because someone left you. Like, you like because yeah. Mark because right now Dylan is out there <laughs> slaying that slaying that hockey stick. Let me just tell you that Listen. he's slaying that big boy. Yeah. So you need to fucking figure your shit out. He's having a great time in Switzerland. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So uh, while you're over here getting arrested, uh Dylan like is boot up, so figure it you out. You know what's crazy? Anytime a character is having a rough time in their life, Jay is around. They get involved with Jay. Yes. Like Jay is Emma. not good. Like a- Emma Spinner. Boom. Sean. Spinner, boom, boom. Uh, Marco, JT, uh, Alex, boom. Damn. <laughs> Jay just there. Jay is a life ruiner. He ruins lives. Okay, like. <laughs> Listen. This stay Six away. Slithers in. Yeah. But that was the episode. That was the episode. I hated it. Um, <laughs> Lauren, what was your song choice for this episode? <laughs> um, I chose because uh, Marco clearly it's not it's not about the gambling. It's about Dylan, and he needs to like figure out his life because he's he you know in some ways he's like I'm fine. Let's go to Daytona, but in other ways he wants to go see Dylan. He misses him. And like he, at one point he was writing an email to Dylan, like, you know, I would love to hear your voice. Like it was very passive aggressive. Like, let me, let me know when you can call. I'd love to hear your voice, Marco. Like it was very dry. And I feel like Marco, he's, he's, he's in his room listening to A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Ooh. Like on like you're like That's this is one. my like I don't feel good but I like and I also don't even feel good about listening to this song but it makes me feel the way I want to feel in this time so I'm gonna listen to it it's like a guilty pleasure song that you like hate that you listen to yeah he definitely is listening to that um so I was looking at the theme for both Marco and like um Darcy and Peter of like people trying to like create their own little world and like escape and like you know if it's like a secret relationship or like a secret gambling addiction um so <laughs> i went with the sweet escape by gwen stefani and akon and just like yeah they just want to, to run away from their problems but they will come back to you that song was everywhere listen it's a bop it's very catchy akon was really everything at that bop. time I, lo- I love he was i also love that gwen stefani album um mm-hmm. so um next week we'll be back for the finale of season six um parts one and two of called don't you want me so dip out if you don't want a spoiler in part one alex becomes a waitress at a gentleman's club when she and her mother start drowning in financial debt but she soon finds out that there's more money to be made on stage meanwhile emma is upset when sean's plans for the future do not include her and in part two (laughs) Alex's double life is finally bringing in the cash, but having to hide it from Paige is taking its toll on her schoolwork and their relationship. 
Meanwhile, with the end of the winter term around the corner, Sean and Emma continue to fight over him joining the army and leaving her alone and pregnant. What? Yeah. Did I forget that that she was pregnant? It's weird. I watched it recently. (laughs) You'll see. It's like weird. It's like not like just you'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So she she finally got some Sean dick. Sure did. Thank God. Ruined her life. Um. Yes. Um. But. Um, super excited to do the finale and also excited to jump into season seven because I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, doing a quick little, um, scan and, um, yeah, season seven, we get a lot of cool new characters. Um, we sure do. And I'm, we've got some good stuff coming, so stay tuned, y'all. I'm excited. But... Yes, super, super excited. But thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will catch you later, Brimheads. Bye, Brimheads.